It's me, John. And me, Louise. And we've got great ideas that we're never going to do. Not ever. Uh, never, never, ever, ever. How's it going, Louise? It's going really well. How's it going for you? It's going all right. I am very pleased to announce, and by the time this comes out, it will already have been a couple weeks, but we actually officially have a Facebook page now. Whoop, whoop. What? So go and like that. It's just Great Idea Pod, which is all of our social media shenanigans stuff. And yeah, it's something to be excited about. We're finally, like, welcoming ourselves into the 2000s. Yeah. Forget when this I- whole podcasting thing. The Facebook thing is what it's really all about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was on a cruise ship. Um, in we two- get it, Louise. Uh, you were I'm on a cruise famous. ship. No, but it was 2004, and when I got on said cruise ship, nothing existed, really. Like, I still had a flip phone, and when I got off said cruise ship, everybody was like, are you on Friendster? And I was like, what's Friendster? And they were like, oh, you got to get on Friendster, and also make a MySpace page. And I was like, what is that? And then everybody was like, oh, are you on Facebook? And I was like... I don't even know what any of this stuff is. And it all happened in the span of like seven or eight months. Oh, my God. So we made it, finally, you and I. And the podcast. We are here. (laughs) After 12 some years. No. Yes? No. What's math? I don't know. It is what it is. That's all I'm saying. Time is a tricky lady. (laughs) Oh, wait. It's Mother Earth and Father Time. God damn it. That's He's okay. A tricky. This gentleman. is 2016. We have to stop gendering Earth and time. Okay, I like that. I get it. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's been a very productive couple of weeks for my brain and coming up with some ideas. Love it. And I think that really the way that ideas are born is when there is first a problem. Yes. Um, And if you don't mind, I'm just going to kind of launch into things and talk about my problems. I like it. (laughs) Hit hit me with it. Okay. So, I don't know what it is about me and my pants. Oh. But uh, I don't know how it happens, but my fly refuses to stay up. There are certain times when it's like, huh, did I forget to, like, zip up my fly? And then there are other times when it's like, oh, no, no, no. Five minutes ago, this fly was up, and now it is not. I think, I think what's happening here is he-she time. <laughs> because this sounds like an old man problem. Is it an old man problem? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's an everyone problem. But but more so for you recently. 
maybe I, I don't know if it's just the kinds of pants I'm wearing are all of a sudden deciding like, nope, these aren't going to work for you anymore. You've got a tired zipper. Yeah, it might just be a tired zipper. Like, you know, I don't know if it's like the Levi's company during this one period of time. They just had like really bad zipper makers. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But what I'm saying is, and we were talking about this before, is that it's 2016 when we're recording this. You might be listening to this at a later time. (laughs) But we are in the era of Bluetooth. And I'm talking about Bluetooth-enabled pants. What? <laughs> that when the, the pants are buttoned, it becomes enabled. So when the zipper is down, you can look at your phone and it'll like buzz or whatever. It'll give you some sort of notification saying like X, Y, Z. Or Examine like- that zipper. YKK, which is like what all the zippers say for whatever reason. I feel like I read some sort of article about why exactly it says that, and I completely forgot rendering the article completely useless. Useless. But um, interesting. You'd have to probably detach it for laundry, though. Well, detach it, or it needs to just be in some sort of waterproof casing. Mm. Okay. I don't know. That's not my job. (laughs) <laughs> See, I was thinking, like, what if you just took a safety pin through the hole in the zipper and then through the other hole of where your button goes to, like, keep it up? Yeah, but, but Bluetooth, yeah, use the technology. Yeah, but that therein lies the other issue of, like, what about the people, possibly myself included, who just forget to zip it up? That means you're also forgetting to, oh, to extra fasten the fasten safety it. pin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... Bluetooth is what I'm saying. I can see this being valuable (laughs) to people of our generation as we get older. Sure. I feel like the old man that is or woman who's having the problem of this currently Mm -hmm. would be like, how do you use the dang app? How do I download it? How does it work? I'm not connected. And they would need extra help. We would be fine. This is true. They would need there, extra help. There would certainly need to be instructional videos and whatever, like very thorough instructions. I mean, if you're buying Bluetooth enabled anything, you have to understand that there's going to be a setup phase. Yeah. I mean, it's time. It's time. It's time for this. Uh, so, yeah, that's my, that's my first... My first big idea. So I have a sub-question to Bring this it. problem. Is it just you who has become aware of this problem for you? Or did somebody say like, hey, John, I couldn't help but notice the barn door <laughs> is open. <laughs> um, I believe that there was only, there's only been one time in recent history where it's like, nudge, nudge, look down, buddy boy. But... Like, I notice it about myself. That person's a true friend. Oh, yeah. And it's not like there's ever anything that's like, ha, 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 your fly's down, you dingus. It's like, (laughs) yo, FYI, XYZ, YKK. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. I love all of it. 
<laughs> LOL. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that that's something that we need. Uh, okay. At least something that I need. I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm forgetting. You're probably not. You're probably not forgetting. Anyway. Anyway. Do you have I any, like it. Do you have any uh, pants-related ideas? I don't have any pants-related ideas, but I do have a problem that I recently noticed for... Tell me about your problems. Here, and, and then thus was the solution idea was born. Um, basically, I'm not super great at makeup. I either look like a drag queen because I'm in a show and I'm on a stage and the lights are really bright. So mm-hmm. if you look at me on a stage, it's normal. If you look at me in everyday life, you're like, whoa. But I can't seem to, or I just like don't wear it because... New listeners to the podcast, I'm in the fitness world, and I sweat a lot, so sometimes I'm like, I don't have time, and I don't wear any. So, I was on the Pinterest looking at instructional things about how to contour. It's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Like, contouring, highlighting, faux contouring, shortcuts to all that jazz, whatever. This is more of a lady problem. But all of the things are... Uh, like tutorials or whatever, cheat sheets, face painting, are based on your face, facial structure? Is that? The shape of your face. The shape, yeah. So I was looking at my face in the mirror and being like, I have no idea what shape my own face is. Uh Like, is it a heart? Is it round? I don't know. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, oh, no, it's definitely an egg shape. I got it. Okay, it's an egg shape. And then I go to do the makeup and it's like, this is not what my face shape is. And it makes me wonder because the Internet is crazy and people will constantly try to sell you stuff. But the more I went into these makeup videos or cheat sheets or face paintings or whatever, when I say face paintings, I mean like the weird dummy face that they give mm-hmm. you at the makeup store where they're like, and this is where you would put the rouge on your cheekbone. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's like a, not a stick figure drawing, but like a face that you do guidelines. Anyway. I feel you. I feel you. Okay. Um, and where was I going with this? I had the wrong face. I was trying to do the right face. Um... I thought with all of Big Brother watching over technology, mm-hmm. facial recognition, there should be an app on your phone that you can use the back-facing camera and it will identify where your bones are just to help me because people will try to sell you anything. They'll be like, oh, those earrings don't look good with your face because your face is a square or those sunglasses don't look as good as these because your face is round. Or, I mean, maybe. Right. Part of me is just like, let's go shopping, and if I like them and I feel fierce in them, I'm going to wear them. But the other part of me is like, well, there might be a method to the madness. It's probably to do with my face shape. What is that? Yeah. So We have to already have this technology. Right. It would just be like, look at this thing. This is the shape of your face. Yeah, you know... I know exactly what you're talking about, and, like, I've seen the little, like, diagrams for it. Because 
Oh, diagram. That was the word. Are I was you serious? That's the word. Okay. Yes. So that I've the seen word. the like diagrams, and I think that a lot of it, for when I see it, is for like buying eyeglass frames. Because it is like, if you have a blah 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 shaped face, then these will not work for you. But I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of a mix between that one and that one. And like, if my hair is a certain length, it's kind of like an acorn shape. And then other times, it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know, a Picasso, depending on like uh, <laughs> what happened to me earlier in the day. Like, there's no fixed shape that yeah I, I hear exactly what you're saying and it's insane that we don't have is is there anything have you looked i mean if previous episodes have <laughs> have been any kind of indication i i have done zero research okay. on i'm this. gonna do a quick peek here the on the app day. store yeah, I, I actually didn't look at all, no. I was just looking and, they, you know, sometimes they want you to make this rainbow over the entirety of your forehead and then these stripes down the side of your nose and then this, like, um, bit that's right next to your chin. Okay, I don't know how good these will be, but there are some apps. One is called Face Shape Meter. Um optometry bundle which has a pupil thing um actually i think that that might be the only one it costs a buck face shape meter but the uh the example photo that it has in the iphone app store this is iphone only i can't speak for android or anything but it's like and no offense to this model who got paid you know a sandwich for her work this day (laughs) but she looks like she could not give any shits about being there to do this, to do this photo shoot for this face shape meter app. Um, but perhaps, perhaps that would be a, uh, a contender. I don't know. Cause it's all really intense. Like they want you to either do like dotted or only up to half your forehead or only like down to the the side of your eye, not like the center of your pupil for the contour mm-hmm. down. Or some people are like, just do a tiny dash. And then some are like, do this swooping thing because that'll accentuate. And I'm like, this is, this is too much. This is why I don't wear makeup. This is, <laughs> this is too Sounds much. Sounds like a pain in the butt. Yeah. But if there was something that could tell me, definitely a heart. That would make me get to weed out a lot of the information that I don't need to know because it's a heart or oblong or square or whatever. The end. That was what I was thinking. Problems and solutions to those problems. Yeah, potentially. I, I feel you. I feel you big time, bro. Bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to, I don't know. It seems like technology and phone apps are our only way in to getting the answers that we need. You know, Snapchat has some pretty incredible technological advancements that make you look like a panda bear right. or whatever. Or a but I don't dog know. that licks things, or a cat that, that pukes rainbows. Have you seen that? I don't know if I've seen a cat that pukes it's rainbows, like, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to recreate Sometimes I it. wish this was a video <laughs> podcast. Because Louise looks insane all the time. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I hear you. Um, Snapchat's got it 
They got it all figured out. You have the technology. Just like incorporate that into maybe a brand new app. Apparently, you can charge a dollar for <laughs> something similar. So, I mean, that could be your bread and butter, you Snapchat probably, homies. There's probably a listener thinking, just go to Sephora and ask them what your face shape is. But I but tend can you not trust a human? No, that's the thing. I can't trust a human. No. <laughs> I think that this is raising a lot of other questions well, and in dilemmas. I recently got a haircut, like a trim, and the chick mm-hmm. was like, do you use any like heat damage? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, you really should use, what kind of shampoo are you using now? And I'm like, I, whatever is on sale at Dwayne Reed. I don't know. Like, it changes every time the bottle is empty. I don't, like, have a mm-hmm. kind that I use and only use that. I just, it's always different. And she kept telling me, like, you know, all these reasons why all these different kinds of shampoos and conditions are, were, were terrible for my hair and what I needed to do. And it was all the branding of the store that I got my hair cut oh, at. And I was like, okay, great. So basically, I'm never coming back here because the entirety of this haircut has been an upsell. And I want to, like, just go bury my head in a pillow. So, no, Barf. I can't trust a human. Any store. Yeah. Yeah, She's because, ruined it for everyone. Yeah, they sell they only sell products for people with heart-shaped faces. So she's going to tell you that you've got a heart-shaped face. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I got one. This one is going to blow your mind. I'm ready. Okay. So I don't know what your position is on the top sheet. But I don't think I've ever used one, and if I ever have, it has gotten kicked to the foot of the bed in, like, seconds flat. Where do you stand on this issue? I love a top sheet. You love a top sheet? Yeah, I'm into the top sheet. Okay. During what circumstances? Are you always using top sheets? Yes. Always? Yes. Okay. I Uh, have multiple reasons why, but I want to hear where you're going. But I also want to hear your reasons okay. why. I despise the fitted sheet, if only for the fact that I cannot consistently fold that thing. So I okay. already have a hatred because I can't figure out how to fold it. Or I guess every time I fold it, somebody's like, that's fine. And it's like not perfect that you would get out of a package and I want to like iron it and make the creases perfectly square and like they're like oh well that's not how it like so I just it can never be as good as I want it to be so I despise the top the fitted sheet so the top sheet already has my heart the second reason so okay so not for any actual usage reasons no yes for usage I'll get there okay the usage is I tend to not wash my duvet every time between sheets washings. And Mm -hmm. part of that reason is because I never touch it. Because I'm always between the fitted sheet and the flat sheet, top sheet. Got it. So if I don't have to, like stuff that comforter inside the duvet and unbutton all the buttons and rebutton them and then shake it out like a, to make sure that the comforter gets evenly dispersed inside the the pillowcase for the comforter a duvet if any of you were wondering what that description was <laughs> um, I don't 
don't ever touch it. So there's not like dead skin cells on it or like dog hair or because my dog likes to get in the covers. So mm-hmm. I can change the sheets and pillowcases without having to add also the duvet. Sometimes when I'm hot, I will like flip one leg out mm-hmm. and then realize like that one leg is really, really cold, but my other leg is really, really hot. So then I just push the comforter to the bottom and I'm happy with just the top sheet. Got it. Okay. Uh, all right. So during the course of you giving me your explanations for uh, fitted sheet hatred and top sheet love, I have come up with a second idea. The first idea, Woo, because on the fly. because there is a large population of people like myself who open up the package of the sheets, take that top sheet out and never see it again until you look at the bottom of a drawer and you're like, oh, good, a fitted sheet. And it's like, no, it's a top sheet. So there needs to be a top sheets for the homeless program where it can, they can either remain as top sheets or be made into other things like pillows. Or, you know, maybe they can be turned into just pretty much anything that somebody who is in need could use. And this is a very specific thing. It's not just like giving it to Goodwill or whatever, where someone can just like maybe buy it or they'd be like a top sheet and nothing else, whatever, going to throw it away. But they can be used for all sorts of things. You can make clothing out of them. You can make all sorts of stuff. Oh, like Sound of Music style with curtains on the top sheets. You could make dish rags out of them. You could do any number of things with, with these top sheets. So that's one idea. I think also a lot of shelters, like mm-hmm. dog rescue yeah. places, they like towels and sheets because of the durability and fray factor mm-hmm. so that the dogs don't, like, chew them up in a way that they're going to swallow them. Mm-hmm. So they, they're, like, able to nest with them without... Hurting themselves in some way. Yeah. So that's one idea. Another idea. We got to rethink the fitted sheet. Nobody knows how to fold a fitted sheet. You are lying if you say that you do. I'm sorry, but it's impossible and there's no way of doing it. We have way too many people out there who are very particular about the way that things are done and need to be exactly... 90 degree angles for everything. Louise is pointing to herself. And it's me. I feel you. The fitted sheet situation, I know that I have just given up on it. Do I want to have given up on it? Not at all. I really. You just like ball it up and then shove it somewhere. I, right? You know, I take like the edges where this, the, you know, the stitch at the corner goes up to and I try to match those to each other and then everything else yep. kind of just goes like inside. I know. But it. It's never gonna. It's never gonna be right. So, no. here's what I propose to you: zippers. Right. So instead of it just being a giant rectangle, let's take out the elastic altogether. Okay. Let's say queen size mattress needs a sheet. It's it's fitted 
not that's a poor word choice. Uh, it is designed so that the main rectangle part of it fits the top of it, and then there you zip down on the side, and you can maybe either and then maybe there's like a button that goes underneath, so that you're dealing with zero elastic. You can fold your clean lines. You can get your ninety degree angles and call it a day. Easy to take off. Easy to put on. There you got. There you go. I this like is, this. I like this a yeah, lot. This is the YKK alternative to the fitted sheet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like it. It's 2016, people. Why are we why are we uh, subjected to the the rule of whoever made the fitted sheet? Why do we just accept that that's the only way? There must be a better way. There has to be. Here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Why I'm pro top okay. sheet. Hotels. Hotels are a different story. Here's an idea. Okay, Hotels was... that don't have fucking gross beds. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an idea. No, because I can trust that someone will take off the fitted sheet and someone will take off the flat sheet and the pillowcases and wash those. But, like, I cannot always trust the duvet. You're supposed to just and take that off my, and throw it on the floor. Yeah, I was like, if my body never has to touch that, that seems good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. so we've just turned the entire bedding industry on its side. I'm really proud of us. I'm proud of us. <laughs> Do you know anyone at any kind of bedding companies like uh, Casper, somebody on the cutting edge of... I feel like Casper... And then isn't there another one that is Casper the one that does mattresses? Isn't yeah. it like Lisa that does sheets? Isn't there one that's like a sheets company called I think there's like another one of those like we advertise on podcasts except for this one type of uh companies. Anyway, yeah. Absolutely. If anybody from Casper, Lisa, any of those companies if you're listening, it's all yours, baby. Get out there. Change the way we think about if you, it. Yeah, if someone rethinks the way that the fitted sheet is made and sells that product, I am buying it. Yeah. It is happening. I'm into it, too. You got two customers right off the bat. There you go. And our, I don't know, handful of listeners, maybe you guys, too, <laughs> Um yeah, this is it. This is the revolution. It begins now. <laughs> it's a revolution. Yeah, you know, now that people are uh, giving up on feeling the burn, they need something else to believe in. Uh, here it is. Here it is, kiddos. Here it is. It's happening. Um, so we do have some voicemails but do you have any ideas you want to discuss before we launch into that? Yeah. What I, you got? I don't know if I should save it for the end. It's pretty good. Or. You think it's the closer? Do it the now. The finale? I, I don't know. I, I, I feel pretty good about it. Okay. Let's wait. Okay. Um, all right. Let me just set up the, uh, the voicemail station because it is a whole ordeal. Um, so we have... 
Uh, it's it's three voicemails, but I believe that they're all from the same person, so they probably got cut off or something. So, without any further ado, here we go. Hi, this is Emily. I have a number of great ideas that I am certainly never going to do. Um, so let's start with sort of a grouping having to do with the airports and flying. I was traveling this weekend and I was overwhelmed with the great ideas I had to make my traveling much better than it was. I think that somewhere near um, airport security, there should be some sort of like small post office type system. So if you had something in your carry-on, not like drugs or firearms or something like that, but <laughs> something that is not supposed to be in your carry-on that was by mistake, that's expensive shampoo that you can't take, or really nice sewing scissors that you can't take and you forgot they were in your purse, whatever. There should be someone there that you can hand it to, that you can fill out a quick address and they will, they will since you're running to your gate, package it well slap on the address and mail it to you because your check bag is already far away and at that point there's nothing you can do if the person who dropped you off at the airport is your sister and has a toddler and can't come inside the airport and you're just going at it alone. So, number one, some kind of very well-run, efficient, dependable mailing system right there when you go through security. Number two... The bathrooms in most airports, this, uh, there are lots of things I could ask to be fixed, but I think it would be lovely if they, instead of just having the little hooks to hang your purse or maybe a heavy bag if it's a nice, like, heavy-duty hook, I'm going to need some kind of a cup holder far from the toilet or wherever <laughs> someone who wants to decide how it would be best to not have it be sprayed by toilet water where it should be placed. I go into that bathroom stall. Maybe I have a small rolling suitcase that's on the floor. That's fine. I hang up my purse or like a bigger carry-on bag, maybe on a nice dirty hook. That's fine. If I have a nice tea in my hand, which I always do, my choices are usually pretty grotesque and uncomfortable and not dependable. And I think not even just at an airport, but really at most public restrooms, I would appreciate that. I think that'd be nice, because you can't trust to leave it on a sink in a public bathroom. Someone will throw it away or do God knows what to. I, I don't know. Third thing that I would like to see happen, and maybe this is a thing, I don't know, I have done zero research into this. I got on the plane. Someone was... In- uh, okay, that one got cut off. Um... Louise, why don't we talk about these first two things before moving on? Okay, so far, I love it. Em- Emily, thank you so much for calling. We're going to get to your uh, your next, I'm thinking, two <laughs> voicemails. Um, all right. I have so. so many thoughts. Okay, so the USPS, as yes. you know, because when I met you freshman year of college, I had a T-shirt uh-huh. that had a postal truck on it. That's right. I love the post office. And I know that it is a sinking ship (laughs) because of, like, privatized mailing. But this could be the thing that brings it back. 
There could be flat rate shipping because I have been at the airport numerous times where I have Mm -hmm. forgotten that I packed my liquid foundation and I, you know, had gone to Bloomingdale's to get it because I was a jerk that week and couldn't get it from the drugstore. And Mm -hmm. now I'm having to throw away like $75 foundation at the airport, which all could have been avoided because sometimes I travel and I don't check any luggage. Mm-hmm. It's all carry-on. That's a super great idea, especially for women. Sure. There needs to be a solution. Not just throw it away. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate that she mentioned the things about, you know, uh, this not applying to weapons and things like that because, <laughs> yes, when you're packing... You have to be mindful of that. Um, which, by the way, do you follow TSA's Instagram account? Because it's amazing. I do. It's so good. Uh, and I also love it when they show their little TSA dogs. That's why, why, that's why I follow. <laughs> the dogs are why I follow. Um, yeah, there, there really needs to be some sort of mailing system. Um, if USPS, if it's too risky of a move for them... Then, I mean, UPS... Yeah, I was like, oh, we're going back to the private companies. I was just looking for a way to save my... The only way that we can save them is if they they save themselves first. It's up to them. All right, easier said than done. I always prefer using USPS. Um, I... I don't know. It's not that I have any particular reason or any soft spot in my heart for them. But, you know, you just kind of try to go with the easier route before you go into something trickier. And sorry about emails, bros. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. That, okay, so that's a great idea. I love and it. the cup holder. Oh, my yes, God. moving How on. How many times have you been on, like, a red eye and you needed to connect somewhere and you got a coffee and then you're like, ugh, I really should go to the bathroom before I board the plane uh, now I don't want to set it on the ground. Right. Because I'm going to get on the airplane and like hold it or set it on something. And then I can't wash my hands on the plane. And then, oh, mm-hmm. got a cup holder. So Brilliant. personally, I am a no food or beverages in the banyo kind of guy. But I see the use for it, especially unopened containers or something maybe as a screw cap. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, I, you know, you can't bring liquids into the airport, but you can bring your own containers and there's water fountains. So I usually bring my swell bottle empty and then Mm -hmm. when I get through security, fill it up with water. And, you know, granted, if it's my swell bottle, I probably stick it in my bag. But Mm -hmm. if you happen to go to the Starbucks, sometimes you're also killing time between flights. Right. So then you go get, like, an iced tea or whatever. and Oh, God, genius. I agree, though. I'm not one for food and beverages in the banyo. Yeah, there definitely needs to be something. Uh, those, those rooms are, are disgusting, even at their cleanest. Right, yes. <laughs> oh, so far, I don't know, two for two. I kind of like it. Two for two. All right, let's, uh, let's see if we can... Uh, Keep on going and make these all incredible ideas. I'm, I have a good feeling. All right, here we go. I think. Here we go. 
you guys, my great ideas were so numerous and I was so excited about them that your voice won't cut me off. So here's the rest of it. I was getting on the plane. Someone was in my seat. But clearly, he was in the seat next to his girlfriend and he was playing dumb not very well with that. Oh, I thought I was in this one. I guess I'm supposed to be in that one. Just asking me to say, no, you stay there. I'll go sit in your seat, which was fine because he also had a window seat that was fine. I, I usually would fight that, but it was okay. I would like to know, if this doesn't already exist, it should. When you are booking airline tickets, theater tickets, sporting events tickets, things like that, and you want to sit next to people, but you are not, um, you it's not the same person paying for all of it, there should be a way on those websites as you're checking out to say, yes, these two seats, this credit card pays for this one, this one pays for this one. And I suppose mm. it's just as easy, maybe, if you have a, I mean, it depends on how expensive this things are an airline ticket I don't know like one friend can buy all the things and then we Venmo them for our ticket like yeah but with an airline ticket I don't know if that's not already a thing it should be a thing because that couple definitely booked those tickets and then went oh we'll just ask ask somebody to move which is bullshit and they were very lucky that I did not demand my seat and those are my great airplane ideas Bye. <laughs> okay, so there actually is a third voicemail, um, and I ha- I don't know um, if that's the same person, but who knows? Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, it has it has got my gears going. That's for sure. Um, yeah, there should be a way to be able to divide up the payments when you're purchasing plane tickets. Uh, yeah, there, there has to be some way that that can happen. Or some kind of messaging so that if you, let's say you're purchasing flights and at the time, because they mm-hmm. release different seats at different times... Um, so that if you purchased seats for the same flight and you're not together and you want to be together, then you could somehow message, like, one would think the concierge or airline person and say, we want to sit together so that you could ahead of time be notified, Mm -hmm. you know, via email that says, so-and-so would like to switch Mm -hmm. seats with you, approve or deny. And you can just say yes or no. And that way, when you get to the airport the day of, you've right. already had that discussion with the stranger, kind of. So you can already do that. Because here's my reason for annoyance and also craziness with people trying to switch seats. My mom is a little crazy. I love her to pieces, but she's like a little nutty. And she's always, like, saying things harmlessly. Like, Mm -hmm. if the plane goes down and you're not in your seat, how will I be able to know if you're truly dead or not if we can't find (laughs) your bones? 
So whenever people ask me if I'm on a flight, like, oh, would you mind changing seats with me? I always think my bones are not going to be in this seat and that I was confirmed for a 34B. And now if the plane goes down and I am not able to be found in 34B, my mom might harbor this like, I don't know, fantasy that I'm still living somewhere that I've been ejected from the plane and I somehow lived even though everyone else is dead because my bones okay, so are not where they're supposed case, to be. In that case, what needs to happen is like, <laughs> yes, I will switch seats with you under this one condition. I need to see that you have talked to the flight personnel and have had my information changed on the flight manifest so that my mom knows that I'm dead. My mom can have peace of mind. (laughs) (laughs) So here's... Basically, yeah. Here's my idea based on Emily's idea. Uh... This is a slightly different type of situation, but how many times, and maybe this hasn't happened to you, but have you boarded a flight and looked around and seen somebody that you know and be like, hey, how's it going? So, what if there was a way since, hey, it's 2016 people, we've all got Facebook, more or less, we can connect our Facebook account to whatever airline, you know, we're booking our tickets on and it can show you when you're booking your ticket. Hey, you've got three friends on this flight. Do you want to if there's an available seat next to them, do you want to get the seat next to them? Mm hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess it's all, like, privacy pending as well. Because let's say your friend, like, doesn't want to sit with you because they had major plans to sleep. And now they don't want to really talk to you. So you could be like, oh, my God, hey, I saw that you were on this flight, but I really need to. I mean, not that you couldn't do that in that moment as well. You know, a privacy setting specifically for this. That's just, like, they have to approve it. Or, you know, they can have the thing where it's like, yes, allow anybody to be able to do this. Or, like, allow for this to happen under my authorization only. And then you could just play dumb and say, oh, I never got the thing. (laughs) If you don't feel like sitting next to that dude that you met that one time. uh, And for some reason are Facebook buddies with. Um, Anyway. uh, So there is this one other voicemail that I'm going to play. And let's see what's going on here. Okay. Hello, this is Emily again. I left you a voicemail with some great ideas about airport things. Um, but I have more great ideas than yes. that that I'm never going to do. I think there has to be some sort of technology that can be developed that when you are in a theater, or I suppose a church or a library or really anywhere that it would be distracting and inappropriate for you to be on your cell phone, where there are usually signs saying not to do it, but people do it anyway because they're rude and selfish, and that's fine. Um, There has to be some sort of technology, let's just say, when you go into a Broadway theater, and now they all have Wi-Fi, which I think is just making it worse, but 
sure they have Wi-Fi. There has to be something that can happen as the curtain's going up that would disable everyone's cell phones so that they could not use them or some sort of like, I mean, you would have, they'd have to figure out something with that technology for, I guess, emergency situations, some sort of magic button on a phone that if you pushed it, it would still wake up and dial 911 or whatever it should need to do. Or there would need to be some kind of like concierge person as you're walking into the theater that actually takes everyone's phone, kind of like when you're getting on a roller coaster and you have to leave your things in cubbies. That would be a lot of fighting, I think, from people in the beginning as they would get used to that. But there would have to be some kind of concierge, I guess, some sort of system that if someone was waiting for an emergency phone call, I don't know. Anytime someone gives that excuse, I say, okay, you're in an emergency right now, you shouldn't be at theater or at your soul cycle class. But that's my opinion. If they're like, oh, my God, my kids are with this new babysitter, though, I need the phone if she calls, there has to be somebody there that says, okay, if... If Susie calls the phone of the woman sitting in 14F, I will pick it up. You know, I can't even begin to imagine what kind of technology that would take, and I'm certainly never going to develop it, but I have a great idea that someone else should develop it. Hooray, bye! Okay, all right. Thank you so much, Emily, for calling and leaving all of those awesome ideas. Um, She's the best. Clearly, she knows you because she's talking about theater and Soul Cycle, and yeah, uh, that those things are kind of your jam. <laughs> totally. Okay. Yes. Uh, first of all, I did not realize that Broadway theaters have Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. Here's what you here's what you do, and this makes the calling 911 thing a little trickier, but I'm sure that there are workarounds, perhaps landline phones for this reason. Beyond that, I know that there are ways and, you know, materials that you can use in building that block out cellular cellular signal because I know that there are various uh either academic buildings, places that have done this. So I know it's possible. The Pentagon. No, I don't. <laughs> the Pentagon. <laughs> um, they communicate all on walkie-talkie. Um, so then you get one of the, you get Wi-Fi, but it's, it's one of those Wi-Fi situations, and maybe they're already like this, but where you sign in, like you somehow, maybe you, you agree to the terms and services, you know, it comes up with a little screen that you have to click something on and only then can you use the Wi-Fi. But in the case of a theater performance or church or, um, this wouldn't apply for a library. I think that was the other example, but when the show begins and I'm sorry, religious people, but I'm saying that for your thing. Also, when the show begins, they disable it. They re-enable it during intermission and then after the show, but during the actual performance, kaput. So... 
I have another solution. Yes, bring it on. Common courtesy. <laughs> Shut your phone off. Yes, but... You have been instructed to do so. You have paid hundreds of dollars for your ticket. If you need to watch the big game on Super Bowl Sunday and your relative has drug you to church, apologize to your Lord and Savior, get up like an adult, and leave. Or, for the hour that you are at Mass or other religious (laughs) ceremony type thing, you cannot watch said game. You must make a choice. A difficult one, nonetheless. But you must make one. Okay. Going on your whole common courtesy theory here. Okay, let's talk about going to see a Broadway show. Do you think that Jaden Smith gives half of a shit about the amount of money a ticket costs? That dude's got to check his IG. I do IG. think... I, was this a situation that really happened? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, you're just throwing a celebrity well, just, out yeah, in the world. You know, okay. somebody who probably... I then have to say, I'm sorry, Jada and Will, you've done a piss-poor job of raising your son. Okay. This Like, there's a parenting problem if, that is a sacred place where art is happening in real time in front of you respect it okay we've struck a nerve with louise guys I, yeah i was like i'm obviously not passionate about this at all <laughs> and the thing is is like there is a show that's kind of hot shit on broadway right now it's called hamilton don't know if you've heard of it anyway the president has gone to see the show numerous times i don't expect the president to give his phone to someone, a concierge. No. I, I don't think the security of our nation would allow such a thing. I do want the president to go to Broadway shows and enjoy himself. I don't want him taking a call in the middle. Um, perhaps this is a situation where maybe the VP could have a little more control for that two and a half hours that the president is watching a play. <laughs> They're However, evoking the 25th. <laughs> <laughs> However, I don't feel like the president is a person I have to worry about having their phone go off in the middle. Sure. The president. It's like smart. The president, kids. specifically Barack Hussein Obama, who I love and adore. Yes. Right. That is a respectful, Same. classy gent. And classy. you know what? You know who's even classier? Michelle Obama. She's oh. taking that phone and she's saying, mm mm, not now. We're watching Turn Hamilton. Turn that off. And if there's some sort of emergency, there's the Secret Service dudes who are no doubt like all over the place, who've got little earpieces who would be able to know, hey, you got to get the president now. Yeah. Also, and I do want people to go to theater. Like I I want us to experience like that in a live setting because I was going to just be like, those people belong at the movies. Not anything against the movies, but I feel like people are on their phones a lot more at the movies. Still ruining not the okay. experience Not okay. I'm for a me. movie guy. Not okay. Yeah, I was like, not okay. Still ruining the experience, but I did not pay more upwards of $100 for my ticket to the movie. Um, still, turn it off. Like, part of the problem with the youth in America, or even the 
mid-range age people is that we are so set on shutting down socially that you're missing what's going on in front of you. It's true. Like, take that time as like a wonderful gift. It's not like a punishment to turn off your phone. You and I grew up in a time where we didn't have phones. Correct. We didn't have cellular phones. We had landlines. I used to call my mom from a payphone, collect, and when they would say, Mm -hmm. you know, would you accept a call from Louise? I would not say my name. I would quickly be like, come pick me up and hang up. That's what I did, too, when I was done with my, wait for it, league bowling. That's when I would would go on the payphone, 1-800-COLLECT. 1-800-C-A-L-L-A-T-T. There were commercials oh, for it. and That's bringing back. Yep. And then they say, like, say your name. You'd say, like, I'm done. Pick me up. And then they totally. decline the charges and you get picked up. Yep. And that's when kids could do things by themselves, A, first. Right. And, I mean, when you and I met one another, we didn't have cell phones. I sure didn't. We... Picked up. I had a phone. I left it in my room. <laughs> oh, did you have a cell phone? I did, but I left it in my I, room all the time. I was like, somebody will call me. I don't care. Well, we also had like, we, we met in college for anybody who doesn't know, but we had, you know, phones in the dorms and we could just call each other or. Yeah. Or I had an answering machine or if I missed somebody's call or like I, I would often put uh, like a an away message mm-hmm. on my AOL messenger and it would be like, I'm at the commons. Yeah. So if you, like, wanted to find me, <laughs> you would look at what my away message and said. I and I often did because I was me. bored and we always had a good time hanging out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, simpler times. I know. Anyway, this has gone off. Also, sometimes I think about Broadway theater houses and I'm like, some of those are historical. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't go adding any kind of structural, yeah, you know, I, firewall. I'm not thinking, like, any sort of structural things, but there are definitely ways to block cell signals. Okay. Without necessarily erecting a concrete wall. Okay. I think that there are electronic ways of of doing that. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but yeah. Um, I'm sure that such a thing exists. Uh, okay. Thank you so much, Emily, for giving us a call. You can do yes. the same. Call 304-804-IDEA. Or you can go on our Facebook page and there's a call now button right on there. Yep, that's right. Wow! That's right. Apparently people have hit the button, but nobody's actually <laughs> left a message. They've probably they been like, like what what's is, this? Yeah, what happens? What do I do? What happens if I hit call now? So you can do that or you can email us at greatideapodcast at gmail.com. Louise. Yes. Are you ready to give me the grand finale idea? Yes. Here goes. Okay. I don't understand a lot of technology and algorithms and all that stuff, but you know how on the Facebook... It's 2016, people. Yep. You check statuses of people. Sometimes you actually go to their page. It's not just what comes up in your feed. You Mm -hmm. are not stalking, but you're just checking to see what's going on. Sometimes... Somebody in my life, actually, will have a baby or something, and it'll be like, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. And then that's, like, all I see because of the 
whatever algorithm that Facebook has given where like, that's going to be at the top of my feed no matter what because everybody and their brother is liking it or hearting it mm-hmm. or, or leaving a comment that says congratulations. And so for days... I'm like, I get it. That person had a baby. Like, okay, congratulations. But like, what else is happening? What are people doing? So you're looking at stuff or you're going through your pictures and you're like, you know, tagging my friend John from college in this picture, tagging my friend John from college in this picture, tagging, you know, your friends at so-and-so's birthday party where it's like, I'm going to post all these things. Just tag people. Something happens. We'll call it a breakup. (sighs) There needs to be a Facebook breakup button because they're tracking whose statuses you like, Mm -hmm. what places you leave comments, whose photos you're tagging in the past or whatever, and they're feeding you what you like. And if there's a situation where you have broken up with somebody, Facebook keeps putting them at the top of your feed Mm-hmm. And keeps being like, do you want to tag so-and-so in a picture? And you're like heartbroken. You don't want to see their face anymore. You're like, no, I don't want to tag them. No. And you don't want to unfriend them because you have so many other mutual friends or perhaps you're in mm-hmm. the same um, field for your career. So you don't necessarily want to just like completely cut. Mm-hmm. But you just you don't want to see it for a while. And Facebook keeps, like, ramming it down your throat. So there needs to be, like, an uncoupling button. And I know you can unfollow people as well, Mm -hmm. but somehow there needs to be, like, a shock to the Facebook algorithm to be, like, not now, not for a while. It's, like, kind of like a timed type of situation where it's, like, you can set maybe... Five months from now, I'll be ready for this to start to creep in again a little bit more at a time. Like that kind of thing? Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. And I think that there's also a potential to go beyond that. And when you hit the breakup button, it says, sorry about that. But hey, you guys have 24 mutual friends. Do you also want to see less from any of these people? Ooh, I like it. Right? And because Facebook obviously has the technology to mm-hmm. do everything we're saying. So, P.S., anybody at Facebook. What's jump our face on this. shape, Facebook? Exactly. <laughs> um, it should also maybe give you a thing that pops up and says, you have. 116 pictures with this person, would you like to untag all of them? Mm. Because let's say you're a dude and you got all these pictures with this girl and it was... Or guy. Or guy, sure. It's 2016. That's true. I was mostly thinking just because, well, I guess guys can be crazy. And I, and I don't mean it in a derogatory way that there's like <laughs> crazy girls, but I... I was thinking of a specific scenario in my head where the dude had a lot of pictures with this chick, but now he's like back on the market and the new chicks that he's trying to get with keep looking at him with all this other girl. And then they're like, ah, he's dating someone, so I won't bother. When really he's not anymore. So you could like untag yourself, not delete the photos, just sure. And not untag the other person, just untag yourself maybe. 
so that you don't have to manually go through all of them. It can just mm-hmm. be like, would you also like to untag these? I like it. It needs to happen. A breakup button. We need it. We need it. I mean, it could go even further. It could be like, you know, political orientation. You could be oh like, my God. Oh, it's getting to be closer and closer to election time. And I really can't put myself in this situation because my blood pressure is just not able to handle this. So these are all of your Republican friends, like, or <laughs> yeah. these are all of your Bernie Sanders supporters. Like, I, I'm just throwing it out. I, yeah. I don't mean to alienate either group. I'm just making a. Sure. No, I, Laura. Put those my people wife. back in the feed when the election's yeah. over. Yeah, Laura actually disabled her Facebook account because it was just getting to be too much. I did not know that. Yeah, so there needs to just be like throttle levels that you can adjust. Yes. Where it's like anything that also, has that these... Also, that sounds really dope. Facebook throttle. Facebook throttle. Yeah, it's not black and white people. <laughs> you just have to be able to like adjust how much politics you want to see. You know, and babies, and oh, for sure, yeah, for sure, and well, exes, yeah. Well, I love it. It's great, right? And it needs to happen. And uh, yeah, Facebook throttle. Let's get it's let's happening. get real just for one second. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Was that was that finale idea worthy? Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's great. Okay. Cool. It's what's what's what I really like about it is that it's doable. Today. Yeah. There's no like R and D needed. Not by us, but it is doable today. It is somebody can do this. Someone can. And should and, and get a raise, by the way. <laughs> um well cool. I think that we have just talked about some great ideas that we'll never do. Everybody else should do it. If you have a great idea and you live in the United States of America, and you want to patent it, go to USPTO.gov. That's the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, call us with your ideas, 304-804-IDEA. We'll talk about them. We'll spitball a little bit. You can email them to greatideapodcast at gmail.com. All of our social media things, at greatideapod. Follow. Like it. Follow. Like it. And if... You look, you look like you're going to say something. I was going to say, if you have listened to our podcast and you think that it's possible, go to the iTunes store and rate it, but give it five stars or whatever star rating you want to give it or leave a comment, even if it's just, you know, great job, guys, because that ups our visibility mm-hmm. so we can bring more great ideas to the people. Yes. However, if you do rate us five stars and you do leave us a comment with a word or phrase in quotes, Louise and I will each come up with an idea based on your word or phrase suggestion. Throwing that out there. I love it. Um, Because, yeah, it it just would raise our visibility. Uh, Who knows? Maybe some sponsor, Casper Mattresses, if you're listening, will want to sponsor the show. We can do it more regularly. Right now we're doing every other week, and that's working out great. But, like, if there was a little bit of cheddar coming our way, it could be a different situation. Our schedules may change. (laughs) Because we are recording this on two different coasts. uh, And with the magic of technology, we're able to meld our voices together into one uh, excellent little podcast recording. Um, (laughs) 
Anyway, thank you everybody for listening, and thank you Louise for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with me. All right, goodbye everybody. See ya. I don't see it happening.